Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Let's Just Talk About. I'm your host, Tony Lopez. Alongside me, I got Jeff Burtis. Jeff, say what's up. What's happening, man? How you doing? I'm good. Like I'm good. You know, um, we're going to change things up a bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, we're, we're, we, we decided to, uh, kind of work on our format a little bit because we did this with James and it worked. Mm-hmm. Um, Jane, our friend James, who has been on a previous podcast, um, but it seems to work better because we can get our points across a little better. Um, yes. Instead of talking about the whole show, we're just going to focus on three points: the three points of Raw and the three points of SmackDown, and then really anything else we want to talk about after that. But you know, um, now I'm going to start with we're going to start with Friday Night SmackDown because that happened on Friday. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna start with the Intercontinental Championship. Okay, yes, um, I'm, I'm okay with that. Jeff, how do you feel about Biggie's um, Biggie's really like opponent list so far? Because there's really he's a- there's nothing there. I know the only person he's defended against is uh, Apollo Cruz, but. Like who else is there besides Sami Zayn and 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 King Corbin, the mid card the mid card vortex of doom. So there's really not much of any important that's worth Biggie's time. That's big, unfortunately. But it's just all I'm asking for Biggie is to have a nice good match, nice good matches, have a decent reign. And then eventually drop the belt and then go for the big one. Mm-hmm. Use the Intercontinental title as a stepping stepping stone. Like they t- if he does the what? Yes, go back to traditional ways. Go back to the tradition. But there's not really many superstar. Maybe have oh, I got it. Maybe have Jay Uso win the Intercontinental title, and Roman getting involved. And that sets up Roman Big E, maybe. Maybe. Um, also, that here soon, just remember that Jimmy should be coming back soon. I'm wait. That's what I'm waiting on. I, I'm so waiting on that. It's going to be an interesting one, too. But but Big E, he just had his first... He had his first uh, match against Apollo Cruz, his first title defense. And it was kind of weird because they were going back and forth and then they had a double like a double pin where both shoulders were down on both sides so they declared it a draw and then Apollo showing a little heel side of him slapping Big E and then he said restart the match and that you don't slap Big E you just motivated him to just beat your whoop his ass and Big E whooped his ass exactly like look Big E when he needs a little motivation, he can get it. He can get it. It, it, doesn't, yes. take, it doesn't take much with him. Because the last few weeks, if you've noticed backstage, he's like, yeah, yeah, do something. Do something. And he's mm-hmm. smiling, but it's like creepy, like, mean Biggie. Like, I kind of want him to, like, bring back that edge that he had when he was doing the five, 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 five count, you know. Because when he was NXT champ, he probably was the most dominant person there. 
And that's actually also around the time that he got brought up to the main roster to be with uh, Ziggler and uh, AJ Lee. But there was a, there was an edge on Big E in NXT. Um, now he has a little bit more swagger to go with it. Now add add those two elements to each other, and then we can get a possible main event star right here. He ha- we see the potential. We both we he has the charisma, he has the size, he has the character. What he did with the New Day is great, but this is a singles run. And- it's just, it's just, you get yeah. It's just a matter of what are they gonna do with him. You have the opportunity. You take advantage. Just WWE. Don't fuck. Don't fuck this up, man. Don't don't do that. Don't fuck it up. Because let's be honest, the New Day is probably one of the greatest tag teams in modern history. Yeah, they are. Oh, and you know what? Perfect segue. Speaking of tag teams, the the SmackDown Tag Team Championships were defended. Um, the Street Profits based off with Dolph Ziggler and Robert Rude. Mm-hmm. And Ziggler and Rude are now the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Let's be honest here. Street Profits, they're good. They're, they, have, they're, they're, they have potential, but they really don't need the belts. Uh, not, not at the moment. No, they don't, but they're also probably one of the premier teams in all of WWE. Yes. Um, Zig- Ziggler Rude is just... Uh, it's a storyline. It's a storyline, and I'm happy I'm happy that Ziggler and Rude got the belt. I... Because it gives them something to do. Well, yeah, let's be honest here. I don't know. I do not think they're going to hold the belts that long. Because eventually you got to get to the Street Profits. Because what SmackDown is really lacking is actual tag teams. Because all I see is Ziggler, Rude, and Street Profits. There's nothing. There's no other tag team that just screens out, hey, you can maybe feud with these guys for a while. Well, it's also weird because it's like there's this, a lot of injuries right now. Yes. Jimmy Decimate. being out for the Usos. Um, uh, speaking like just on Raw, the War Raiders, um, both of them are out with uh injuries. Well, Eric's back, Ivar is gonna be out for a long while. Um, there's, there's a bunch of others, but they also just need to build their tag teams instead of putting makeshift teams together. Uh, Shayna, Shayna, Naya, Ziggler, Rude. I mean, it's true. It works. It, it works, but it's like the makeshift thing is, is their go-to. There, yeah. There's never a reason behind, like a real reason behind why they're te- teaming at all. Mm-hmm. But I think this is going to build to a bigger storyline. There's probably going to be like a rematch of the Royal Rumble or something like that. Um, I how long? How long do you think Ziggler and Rude legitimately have with the belt? Oh, uh, just the Royal Rumble, legit. Just roll around and put it back on the profits, or, or so, yeah, probably. I say pass the Royal Rumble because, get like like I said, Street Profits don't need the belts. They've already been legit. They've been legit. Why well, not? But it's, I just it, look. It's just more of the fact that I just don't. I don't care for Ziggler and Rude right now. Yeah, a few years ago, I was all on them. It's just I'm gonna blame WWE for not building momentum for them properly. That's fair. I'll give you that. 
because they were hot. They were hot, but I mean, now it's just we didn't care, but they got the belt. So, hey, do something with them. Exactly. So, um, and now we're going to talk about the main event stuff. So, but f- before, I know, before I said, we I get to main, that, said, that's why I said main event stuff. Okay, then. Um, Roman started the show, came out to the ring. And pretty much blamed Adam Pierce for what happened to Kevin Owens uh, the previous week. Like being a good heel, not taking the blame. And so they, and then there was an announcement that there would be a gauntlet match later on in the night to determine the number one contender for Roman War, uh, Roman Reigns Universal Championship. Somehow, some way, don't know how this happened. Paul Heyman. Worked his magic and somehow got Adam Pierce to be in the gauntlet match. Now, I'm just going to quickly go in order of this thing. Mm-hmm. This gauntlet match started with Rey Mysterio and Sami Zayn. And yes, with Sami Zayn still being the annoying loudmouth heel talking about conspiracies even had a camera crew to document all the conspiracies because he's like hey i should be in this uh he was surprised he actually had the opportunity to be in this gauntlet match but why is he he's complaining about why is he first i mean just being that annoying heel and ray and just getting his mic and unfortunately ray just pretty much squashed him he's gonna be first in the pro rumble Oh God! He's gonna keep this up. I kind of like it. You like the conspiracy thing? Mm-hmm. I do. I do. I do. And then, uh, and then, right after this, Shinsuke Nakamura comes out against Ray. Actually, had they had a pretty good back and forth, and Shinsuke got the win. Which I'm like, first of all, I was like, with an armbar submission too. Well, you also gotta think, I. I I'm gonna bring up New Japan Pro Wrestling. When he was there, mm-hmm. he was there um, when he like early in his time there. Antonio Noki was still involved in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And mm-hmm. if you ever heard of a Nokiism, it's he had this infatuation with MMA, so he actually did bring in MMA stars into the promotion to make it more of a realistic um, brand of wrestling. But at the same time, he would put his wrestlers into like um, pride fighting. So the uh, like Japan's um, mixed martial arts world. So Shinsuke is actually proficient in different uh, arts of MMA. And God, he's so, he's so good. So when you see an armbar submission, that's just something he normally does. Mm, I haven't seen him do that in freaking. Uh... It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying. In WWE, but with an armbar submission, mm-hmm. first of all, I was I was thinking Ray was gonna go a little bit further in the gauntlet, but then when I saw Nakamura, I'm like, okay, okay, Nak, okay. And it's just it's even weirder because like right after that, it was um, I can't call uh, Baron Corbin, King Corbin, um, and that was still no. I mean, it kind of made sense. He's still feuding with the Mysterio, so you still have the heat. After the after the Ray Nakamura match, 
Corbin came out, attacked Dominic and Ray, then got a little bit of a, a little bit of advantage on uh, Nakamura. And then I'm like, first off, I'm like, wait a minute, aren't they both heels? Wait a minute, wait a minute. I know Corbin's more of the pure heel, but just seeing the fact that Nakamura was in this as as going in as a heel, like. Okay, what do you got planned? What is going on here? But, but, like watching it, it was just like, okay, it's a wrestling match, and yes, they're they got they actually surprisingly those two have really good chemistry in the ring. Um, and let's be on, let's be honest. I think Nakamura is probably Corb. Remember when Nakamura made his debut? I I think he had a feud with Corbin. I mean, mm-hmm. Nak- Nakamura brought out the best in Corbin. Exactly. No- and that's saying something because Corbin's kind of boring, but he has, yeah, he's just there. Yeah. And then, so Nakamura won that one with, with, uh, out of nowhere, Kinsasha. Yeah, yeah, that's normal. Um, but then Daniel Bryan. I was like, okay, this is the lat. I was like, okay, this, this is it. I'm like, this is where Daniel Bryan wins. He was the favorite. I was like, okay, this is going to be good, first of all. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bring it on. I wanted to see this match. But, but I mean, it was good. It was good. No, but, but I, Shinsuke won. I'm like, that was, that was like, wait a minute. And... Th- Wait, uh, and then there's like, oh, yeah, that's it. And then it's, uh, you know, they shook hands afterwards. At a- so now he's, so now he's face. Is that what I'm hearing? Kinda, kinda. Well, I don't know yet, but this is what really took it over the top for me. Roman's music hits. Yeah. Roman, Paul, Jay, and Adam Pierce. Yeah. Adam Pierce reluctantly because he's scared of Roman. I mean, I don't blame him. It's fucking Roman. And Roman and Jay go in and beat beat up uh, Shinsuke, but also Adam Pierce mm-hmm. is very reluctant to, to make the pinfall. So Jay super kicks him. Yes, and kind of like they they drag, drag him on top and, and one two three. So I love the finish. Some people hated it because why is Adam Pierce in this thing? But here's the thing. They protected Nakamura with this. They protected him because of the fact it took Roman Reigns and Jay Uso to take him take him out with a super kick and then a spear. And then ha- and then force uh, Adam Pierce with the super the super kick they and dragged him for the cover. So that protects Nakamura. He got jumped by Roman and for and Jey Uso, but Adam Pierce versus not versus uh, Roman. I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like he's gonna find a way to get out of that. But this did wonders for Nakamura. It's amazing how one gauntlet match brought me hope for Nakamura in the future. Could we? Because we nobody's talked about this. Could we potentially be seeing Shinsuke Nakamura versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania? Don't, don't give me hope. Here's the hope. Don't, don't. You know what? You know what? You know what I want to see? 
What do you want to see? I want to see Shinsuke bring his old music back as a babyface and actually win a title. We've been asking for that for so long, haven't we? We all felt like Shinsuke should have been WWE champion at WrestleMania 34. Yes. Uh, New Orleans. Don't give me Because me and you rem- remember watching that thing live mm-hmm. and seeing AJ win it and then he turns heel. Yeah. I, I still want Shinsuke to be WWE champion of some sort. So... He's hoping for the best. Because if 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 Nakamura goes face and goes after Roman for this, I'm all for it. But I can't. You're going to have to do a lot to convince me that Nakamura has a chance against freaking Roman Reigns. Well, I think they're going to try to build that. I hope. But let's see who wins the Royal Rumble first, because there's a odd, there's a heavy favorite being Daniel Bryan, which I'd be okay with. I mean, who wouldn't be okay with that? I'd, I'd be okay with that. It's the one thing he hasn't done, surprisingly. Yeah, that's true, actually. Um, now we're going to move on to Raw. Okay, the three points of Raw. Um, Start with the lowest one on my list is the... Um, Seamus and Keith Lee stuff. Uh, I mean, there was a cool spot with. Uh, oh no, that it was Keith a crazy Lee. spot, but it's just like I can't tell if they like each other or not. It's a weird. It's a weird dynamic. Yeah. First of all, going in, they they decided to team up against the comedy club of uh, Miz and Morrison. Ooh, so. Remember- Still has the money in the bank. Oh, that's so. Weird. But you know what? The they did. He did get it back because of a technicality, which, which is yeah. fair. Morrison cashed in, not Miz. Yep. So I love. Don't you just love technicalities? So here, my prediction is at some point. In the first half of 2020, The Miz will be WWE champion. You really hope? You really think Might so? Might be cashing at WrestleMania. Oh, God. Oh, God. Nah, maybe Royal Rumble. Oh, Cashing in on the old bastard. Uh, <laughs> oh, let's just get this out of the way, people. Also, uh, Goldberg McIntyre is confirmed for the Royal Rumble. Boo. Boo. Also, Drew McIntyre, he tested positive for COVID. First of all, get well soon, that, brother. Get well that soon. That is point number two for me, by the way. It's, it's scary, but at the same time, we knew this was coming. And we knew this and, was coming. And he was the one that had no symptoms. So yeah. you this is just a reminder. 
wear a mask, socially distance. You never know. You could be having COVID and just not yeah, know. It. Exactly. Just people uh, from the start of this podcast, we started this in July of last year during the beginning of everything. Mm-hmm. Wear a fucking mask. It's not that difficult. Don't be a dick. Wear a mask, man. Um, I mean, even McIntyre was wearing a mask. He still got it. So, mm. yeah, just take care of each other. Uh, and also, there's apparently a report that there also could be somebody else on SmackDown who has tested positive for COVID. Oh, don't no. know who it is. Um, but yeah. Um, also, because of that, here comes point number one on Raw. Because Raw, there was a lot of stuff, but it was just like all like. Eh. So a lot of it being yeah. filler. Um, the main event was supposed to be Orton and McIntyre. Yes. Because it didn't happen, Triple H was there to pretty much bring the video message and. Before Triple H could really get a word out, Randy Orton, yeah, came. Randy Orton came out. Well, he needed an opponent for this week, right? This is true, and it was kind of unexpected because of the way it happened. It wasn't a match. Triple H hadn't wrestled in man. Has it been like two or three years? No, 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 no. Okay, about a year and a half because he did the uh, the Saudi shows. Uh, yeah, I know. It's not fun. I know. Believe me when I say that. Um, but at the same time, it is. It's still cool to see Triple H in the ring, and I saw something that something that got brought up um, on Twitter. Somebody brought it up. Right now, Triple H is at the age, the same age as when he started to have Ric Flair mentor him before Evolution. Wow. Think about that. He's old. But, but we ended up getting a fight between Triple H and Randy Orton at the end of the night. Triple H came out, street gear. Hands taped, ready to go. Orton tried to sneak in, you know, slide in, get the advantage somehow. Didn't really work. Triple H had the upper mm, hand. Yeah. And then Triple H was so mad at one point that he went outside to get a sledgehammer. Grab the sledgehammer, <laughs> proceeds to start to go up the steps. And then the screens start to go out. And I'm like, Let, no, start, no, start, I'll, here's start the thing. I'll, I'll, I, when I heard, when I was listening to this while I was at work. And then when I hear the light, the screens are starting to go out. I'm like, oh, 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 please, please go on. <laughs> please. You have my attention. And then he sets the, he's, he's kind of like petrified for a second there, but he keeps going, gets in the ring mm. and the lights go out. And he goes to lift up the sledgehammer. And it's on fire. Yeah, he sets it on fire. He didn't 
I think he said on fire himself, no, no, he but didn't still, then fire himself. He picks it up, and it's just like he, he's in shock because of the, the things on fire out of nowhere, and then the lights completely go out. Lights come back up. He's gone. Triple H is not there. But you know who is? Alexa Bliss. We're really glad that Oh, the creepiest rendition of that song I've ever heard. And this is a friendship that'll never, ever end. Um, But she had the contact. She had the creepy look going on. And... And the view and the black dress. Rand, Randy goes mm-hmm. to approach her, and then gets shot in the face with a fireball. And that's how. So, so that, can Alexis just throw fireballs now? Yeah, I guess. I mean, uh, did she go Hadouken or something? Did you say Hadouken? Kinda, yeah, kinda. <laughs> it was a it was a very nice spot. It. It's a I, cool way I to end it. the show. Oh, yeah, it's very it, cool. It leaves us with more questions than answers. Is, like, The Fiend really coming back kind of thing? And it's a, it's uh, hopefully uh, a hell yeah, and hopefully very soon. But in what capacity is the question? I don't know. Alexa Bliss is doing a really good job. And keeping this storyline uh flowing. Man, like her storytelling is what we've needed. Like the you could I've said this before and I'll say it again. Pairing Bliss with Wyatt was the best thing to ha- happen. Cause this has done it, wonders for her storytelling purposes. Exactly. Like it, it's 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 changed her character for the better because we all felt like she was getting a little bland and now she's so good this role has been perfect it for her it is encapsulating it's um, it, it, every time like go it's ahead definitely go ahead like, you got you have to watch the fiend and alexa bliss segments on anything they're on now just because you never know what's gonna happen you never yeah and let's be honest they're the best thing oh, that's yeah. happening on raw outside of mcintyre they're, they're the reason they're like, look, i'm watching yeah. them more than i'm watching mcintyre no offense to mac it's just it's more intriguing and then randy orton with his sadistic um ways of storytelling is making it even better and now a taste of his own now bliss with a fireball maybe blinding uh orton i'm like this is good i i feel like next week he's like all right i'm sick of this where is he bring out the fame he tried blind he tried blinding me so where is he he's gonna be hunting mm-hmm. him now that's my that's my opinion because like, there's no way he's not gonna be after him he he's like all right you know what it's time to end this once and for all. I'm sick of these games. I feel like this is what Orton's going to say. I am sick of these games. Bliss, Orton, get your ass. Why, Fiend, 
Bliss, get your ass out here. Where are you? I'm trying to prepare for the Royal Rumble, but you keep constantly getting in my mm-hmm. way. So let's end this. Where are you? And he's not going to show up, and Bliss is going to show up and say, I'm sick of these games. Where is he? Exactly. So we just, we're now in more of the wait and see process of everything. It's, but yeah, I'm enticed. I am intrigued. And uh, yes, please and give me more. We're recording this and he, on Tuesday, January 12th. The Royal Rumble is on Sunday, January 31st. God, we're already half, we're literally almost halfway yeah. through the and month. We haven't God. had a pay per view in it's, a while, thank goodness. I hey, set up the Royal Rumble. I love you have to. You have to. So set up the Royal Rumble and restart the whole year. And let's see, keep we talked about um the main fee. Yeah. We got we everything. Got everything. So the mo- the most important thing. We're gonna go to commercial break. Um when we come back. We're gonna talk about New Year's Evil in NXT. And we're also going to talk about AEW and how crazy these, how crazy cool these storylines are getting recently. All right. We'll be right back after this commercial. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the show. God. Look, it's time to talk about the best things that happened in wrestling this past week. NXT and AEW, man. AEW. AEW and NXT. The gold standard of wrestling right now. Both, yeah, both having big shows last week. Because to start the year, they wanted to make a make a bang right from the beginning. The New Year's Evil show from from NXT was hot. It was good. Oh, absolutely! Oh, absolutely! But with NXT, I gotta keep asking this question: You expect anything less? No, but you know, at times, some weeks can be super gimmicky with them, and but right now. Yeah, this is this is good stuff, man. I will say this: the get putting them against AEW has really brought NXT's A game to a whole different level. Yeah, competition breeds better stuff. Every like having this happen every week with like head to head stuff, they it, it works out for the better for these guys. Um, first thing I want to talk about in NXT for the New Year's Evil show, uh, it's 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 kind of off. It's not one of the main things. Is Dexter Loomis was the host of this whole show? That's weird. It felt weird. He actually was the one who drew the art for the show. He's an artist. Yeah, you know all those paintings that you see him doing. Hmm. That's actually him. Not bad. It's really, it's really like nice art, like genuinely nice art. Um, 
But Damian Priest carrying cross. Fall and pray. Or should we say TikTok? TikTok. Oh, it was definitely TikTok. Um, it was a good showcase for both men. But from what I understand, this was more of a standoff show for uh, uh, Damian Priest. As he's, he was, from what I understand, supposed to be on SmackDown helping Kevin Owens against Roman Reigns and Jay Uso, but it didn't make sense, so they didn't go through with it. Aww. That's how high they are on Damian Priest. I mean, the, the guy's good. I mean, no, but they were going to bring him in as um, Kevin Owens, one of his friends or something like that. I'm like, they have no connection. You can't just bring him in and say they have a connection. They ha- they don't have a connection. So you you like the idea. Like you, li- you like just not bring him in. Just have him for something bigger, right? Yeah, or bring- have, have, have something, something different, yeah. Like, you know what? I don't want his him just to debut on a show. Put him in during the Royal Rumble. Mm. Yeah, make his first real thing on the main roster, the Royal Rumble. And uh, hell, how put, many... him the, put him in the final four. If you're that high on him. Nah, I, 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 I am that high on him. But at the same time, who knows? Who knows? You know it's fin- you know how I feel. NXT call-ups at the first first year they tend to not be successful because Vince kind of ruins it. Let's be honest here. This is true. This is true. So um, I'm I'm skeptical. This was a showcase to bring Karrion Cross back, and holy crap, he looked good. He looked good, and he said, "Ben." Or who he said whoever won TikTok. The that oh Finn Finn and Carrion or Finn and Kyle O'Reilly. I mean or Kyle O'Reilly Carrion. Okay, okay let's just talk. We, they they know. People know. They know what happened. People, it's been a week. I guess. Look so, it, Finn Carrion, you like the idea, don't you? I, I love the idea. Dude. Are you kidding me? It's crazy cool. I want I I low key want Carrion to get his belt back because I want to see what he does with the belt. But then on the other hand, Finn hasn't had that much of a reign. He's only defended it against Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, but two epic matches against Kyle O'Reilly. Oh yes. Which has made Kyle O'Reilly look that much stronger. But before we get into that, let's talk about the last woman standing match. What a what a great showcase of women's professional wrestling. Orkel Gonzalez. Rhea Ripley. These two, I love the fact that over the previous weeks they brought up their history. I love the fact that it it is personal. I love the fact that Dakota Kai got shoved into a locker like a high school teenager. <laughs> what? I'm not lying. It happened. <laughs> this because the match ended up all over the building. 
So it's a last woman standing match. So but it's just the fact that also Raquel was the one who ended up on top. All right, Rhea Ripley is pretty much established, right? She is established. We all know what she's uh, capable of. This Raquel was also apparently her send-off show as well. I don't know about that. She's ready. Dude, she's already had a WrestleMania match. She's been ready for the main roster. Out of anybody in NXT, she's the one who's ready. I don't think necessarily you need to put people on the main roster. It's just for her... She's going to bolster one of the two women's divisions no matter which show she ends up on. Mm-hmm. Because she's already got, like, name recognition. She's got size, and she can actually wrestle Mandy Rose. Hey. Sorry. Had to say it. Good. Give her a break. She's <laughs> trying. What? You want me to give her and Dana a break? Come on now. <laughs> No. Give her. <laughs> it, it, it was all over the place, though. This match legit ended up all over the place. Mm. It was probably the best match of the night, too. Oh, easily. Not even close. Yeah, like, sorry to the main event, but y'all had a lot to follow. Yes, and Raquel Gonzalez... You could probably make a case for her to take the belt off of EO. Yeah. And would you be upset about it? Absolutely oh, absolutely not. not. But so eventually, eventually EO is going to have to drop the belt eventually. And Raquel Gonzalez is probably the best option. Yeah. Um. Also, just a little small thing to add in here. Um, the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic is returning next week. And also, we're going to get a women's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Don't know when that one's going to be, but we know we're getting it. And I'm all for- I just want to see the teams that are going to be in that one. Oh, that's going to be good. Because I they did announce the teams that are going to be in this Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Of course, Undisputed Era is in there. Let me see if I can find the list real quick. Because it was a good list. I know. Um, let's see. Boom. No, I don't want that. God, dog. No. <laughs> this is what happens when you're doing things on your phone and you're not ready to do it, but you want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You always got to be prepared. I know, but. Oh, hold on. Let me just. I know Imperium's in it. I know the Grizzled Young Vets are in it. And I know UE Undisputed Air is in there. And it's not O'Reilly and Fish. It's Strong and Cold. Wow. Um, also, um, Everrise is in there. Um, NXT Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic. There we go. Okay. Here we go. Okay, so Austin Gray and Kurt Stallion, the Bollywood Boys. When's the last time you heard those guys' names? 
I haven't heard them in a while. Yeah, it's been a minute. Uh, Brizongo, uh, Drake Maverick and Killian Dane, Ever Rise, The Grizzled Young Vets, Imperium, Jake Atlas and Isaiah Swerve Scott, <laughs> Legato de Fantasma, which is not El Hijo de Fantasma or Santos Escobar, whatever you want to call him. It's, mm-hmm. it's Joaquin Wild and Raul Mendoza. Uh, the Undisputed Era with Adam Cole and Roderick Strong and also The Way. The Way. This is The the Way. This is The Way. This huh? is The Gargano Way. <laughs> um, but yeah, those are the teens that are going to be in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Uh, J- Jeff, just quick prediction. Who do you think will end up on top of this? Uh... I, you we don't need you undisputed era does not need it so i'm writing them out right now mm-hmm. imperium imperium doesn't need it do they have they won it before they haven't but i, w- I feel like they they don't need it i would say i would want them to because of we really haven't seen walter on tv uh, and I want to see him stateside at some point. Eventually, it'll come eventually. But, but I will, I, I will actually give this whole thing to one of two teams. Kill it, one of Killian Dick and Drake Maverick for me. I will take the grizzled young veterans. Uh, and you know how and, high I am on those two. You know how high I am on those two. I'm not convinced, but you're high on them, so I have faith. And now we get to talk about the main event. Oh, another hard-hitting, brutal, technical wrestling match between O'Reilly and Valor? Yeah. Yeah. Another one. Yes, sir. And the fact that this match wasn't won by some simple move it was won by submission god another another layer in Balor's game yeah what was the submission for those who don't know (laughs) oh my god it was an abdominal stretch where Finn Balor was also yanking on the jaw of Kyle O'Reilly. Ah! 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 Uh-huh. Ah! Be- stop! Don't! Geez, stop! Because he... Finn also targeted the jaw of Kyle O'Reilly. And... Wow. If you're talking about Jaws, like, yeah, they both ended up having to go to the hospital after this. But who was in worse shape this time? Uh, Kyle O'Reilly. Ah, very, stop. very much Kyle O'Reilly. He, so he paid him back for that jaw, didn't yes, he? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He's like, no, what you did to me, oh, uh-uh. We, we, we got to do something about that, man. Yeah. God, that God, that was brutal. Still a brutal match. I love it. I wish those two could fight forever. Let's be honest here. Yeah. Fight forever, because my God, 
I want more. Give me more. Dude, it was it it's crazy. Hey, greatness. I mean, it was beautiful. Also, there was supposed to be one more match on this card. It was supposed to be Tommaso Ciampa versus um Timothy Thatcher in a fight pit match. But uh, apparently Timothy Thatcher was not cleared for action, so they actually did scrap the match from the card. That's a, that's too bad. But we will get that. I guarantee we'll get that down the line. I guarantee you. Yeah, do you guarantee it? I mean, uh, look, they're they're building these two to be like a, a big rivalry down the line. So, and also we have an announcement for the next takeover date. Valentine's Day? I swear, if they do not call this NXT TakeOver St. Valentine's Day Massacre, I will scream. <laughs> scream it's, it's, for it's, me. It's, it's saying it right there. You're putting it on Valentine's Day. The last time we had a big pay-per-view on Valentine's Day was in 1998 or 9, and that was like, it was something Steve Austin related. Give it to me, damn it! <laughs> you know you want it. Come on. it's The writing's on the, the wall. The writing is on the freaking wall. Like, how hard is it, man? How hard is it? Not really. But will they do it, though? Uh, they may. They may. I, I, I don't know. Um, but Because we haven't gotten a name announcement yet. But still... Uh, now we're going to talk about AEW. Uh, AEW, this <laughs> it's been good to watch recently. Don, Don Andy, you calm I'm down, good, brother. I'm good. Um, I'm going to start out by talking about the the first match on the night, um, which was the Young Bucks and SoCal Uncensored, which is Frankie Kazarian and Christopher Daniels. Mm-hmm. Went up against the acclaimed in the hybrid two, hmm. and it started from like a little brawl the week before backstage, where you know uh, the acclaimed and the hybrid two came to they jumped the the young bucks and uh, Frankie and Chris uh, came in and tried to for the save. Um, they ended up getting the win on this. It was a good match. But after the match, Christopher Daniels and Frankie Azarian said they want a shot at the AEW Tag Team Championships. Now, why am I talking about this first? The Young Bucks were part of the biggest storyline of the night, which I will talk about a little later on. Um, it, it it just it makes sense. Um, AEW's tag team division is getting better, and mm-hmm. why not start with the two tag teams that started the company? Made sense, like especially for like, like Frankie and Chris are up there in their years in wrestling, and maybe just give them like one more shot at tag team championships is going to be cool. Yeah, it's very, very cool. Um, also, the Bucks are always looking good, dude. It's it's insane, like. I don't know how they do it on a week-to-week basis. But dude, they look good. <laughs> um, 
also just like little thing little things real quick um the whole inner circle thing is weird they're gonna have some kind of new year's resolution thing next week or this week on AEW they had a match between Wardlow and uh Jake Hager which Wardlow won and man it was a good match though um Snoop Dogg was all over this goddamn show oh hey hey hey, hey. Snoop Devil G um, man um I I don't know how people feel about hip hop and being in wrestling I like it cause I'm a hip hop fan but there, there's certain mm. ways to go about it. Yeah. Not like making a remix to a theme song that wasn't a hit, like a hip hop song at all. Mm. Cody. Hey, 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 hey! Let Cody, hey, let Cody do Cody I mean, things. They also okay. Let Snoop jump off the top rope and do a splash. He did a splash. Mm-hmm. How is this form? Two out of ten. Boo. <laughs> and, and, well, the funny part was that Sasha got on social media and was like, hey, cousin, I need to teach you a thing or two about your, your form. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, please do. Uh, so his form was that it bad? Was bad? It was bad. They all... Um, it was just bad. Also, he had a backstage segment with the um, with Private Party and Matt Hardy, where they had gin. He brought the juice. Oh yep. Lord! Yep, yep, that was that was that corny. Um, <laughs> also, let's see. We had a weigh-in for the um, TNT Championship that will be happening. This week on Dynamite, which is night two of New Year's Smash between Darby Allen and Brian Cage. Um, and they proceed to try to jump Darby and then Sting comes out again. Of course he does. Yeah, that was that was bound to happen. Of course it was. It's Stinger, man. It's Stinger. Um, Sheeta beat Abaddon. This was it was it was it wasn't a great match. It wasn't. It was just a disappointment. Sorry to yeah. hear. But nah. And then we get we can also talk about John Moxley's first appearance on AEW since losing the title to Kenny Omega. Cheating bastard. I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. You love it. I, I you love, love it. Because you it's starting some other shit. But Moxley's like, hey, I'm going to be. Whenever I get a chance, if Ray Phoenix, good luck. But Kenny, this isn't about the title. This is about me and you. Mm-hmm. So Kenny ends up ends up. We're gonna talk about it. Kenny ends up winning the main event. Of course then, he is. Don, because well, it it was like one of the best matches of the year already. It's it's goddamn early. <laughs> It when Phoenix and Kenny get in the ring, no matter what, I always tell people to watch. It's always some of those kind of like spectaculars that you like legit don't want to miss. And some of the spots they pull out, dude, 
It is incredible. But Kenny ends up beating Phoenix because of the one-winged angel. Mm. Um, uh, oh, boy. <laughs> then it gets funny. Uh, Don Callis is out celebrating with Kenny, and he's saying, Hey, when we say we're going to take everybody out, we mean it. And he's like, they're going to start by uh, taking Phoenix out completely. And then he's like, there's going to be nobody to save you. And then there's a clip from backstage of Mm. Eddie Kingston and the Butcher and the Blade beating down Penta L0M and Pac backstage. So... Oh, I love it. There's really no backup. Um, So they proceed to start trying to beat up uh, Phoenix, but then Moxley comes out and stops it. Kind of, though. Kind of. Because then Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows, the impact world tag team champions come out and proceed to wail on John Moxley. And at this point, uh. Omega brings out a barbed wired baseball bat. The Bullet Club. Well, well uh, because of copyright, um, because of New Japan International copyright, um, Let's just let's just call let's really call it call. the elite. Mm-hmm. Let's call it the like extended version of the elite or the band. You know, we can call it that, or mm-hmm. the, we can't even say the click because that's a WWE thing. Unfortunately, uh, let's just call it the, let's just call it the elite. Yeah. Um. But Nick and Matt Jackson try to come out. Oh, also some some of the guys try to. Um, help with the situation and like some of the guys who were like in the crowd which are some of the wrestlers watching on the side of the ring like um, Brian Pillman Jr. and a few others try to help and Gallows and Anderson got them out of there but Nick and Matt try to come out and just stop everything not like get physical or anything just stop everything Um, but two other guys try to come out and try to stop them and Nick no Matt hit a super kick and Doc hit a forearm on one of the guys and pretty much sealed the deal the elite is in AEW the band is in AEW Uh and think about how much gold is on these guys Kenny Omega Mm. AEW world champ the the good brothers impact world tag mm. team champs the young bucks AEW world tag team champs this is a renaissance per se it's back with the good oh i can't wait this the the you have my attention with all those names you just and, mentioned. And but now you put it together. Oh and man. If you want 
if you guys have the money or the ways of watching it, watch Impact's pay-per-view this weekend. Impact Wrestling presents Hard to Kill on, I think, Saturday. And Mm -hmm. the main event of the show is actually a six-man tag team match where Omega and the Good Brothers will be facing off with the Motor City Machine Guns and the Impact World Champion Rich Swan. <laughs> Still blows my mind. Yeah, that you I know say it doesn't that. sound right, does it? But it really also, doesn't. hey, if you want to watch another cool match on the show, which is going to be kind of brutal to watch, um, watch Barbed Wire Massacre between Sammy Callahan and Eddie Edwards. And mm. when I say Barbed Wire Massacre. This is legit the match where they replace the ring ropes with barbed wire. Yeah. Please don't. Uh, please. They've done this don't. a few times in Impact. Uh, they very rarely pull it out. I think they've only maybe done it two or three times. Uh, I remember way back in the day there was a match between Abyss and Sabu in Barbed Wire Massacre um this actually may only be the third time because I remember a tag team match between six man tag team match between uh LAX which was uh Santana Ortiz and Homicide versus Mm -hmm. OVE which is Sammy Callahan and Dave Christ and his brother. Um, that one was. Ugh, ugh. Oh, I, I I can't do barbed wire very well. But if you guys are interested, I've noticed in that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's going to be on that pay per view as well. I mean, this is a pay per view called Hard to Kill. Kind of appropriate, <laughs> don't you think? Kind um, of. But that's really everything. I would say just keep watching everything in AEW and NXT these next few weeks because it's going to get even more interesting, especially leading up to the next TakeOver. Um, Revolution is at the end of February. Um, I mean, and this, what is it? Also, night two of um, New Year's Smash for AEW t- uh, tomorrow night. Now, we can talk about our Golden Stars of the Week. You first, Mr. Lopez. I did did let you go first last week. This week is the whole reason we gave the Golden Stars out. We started giving these out. Because Mm. of Kota Ibushi. Kota Ibushi did something I never thought he would actually do. Because I didn't feel like New Japan had the... um, had the goals or the belief in him to do it. Kota Ibushi is the IWGP heavyweight and intercontinental champions. He beat Tetsuya Naito on night one and then he beat Jay White on night two of Wrestle Kingdom. 
That's crazy. He had two nights of five-star caliber matches. Back-to-back nights. Mm. Imagine how exhausted he might be after that. That's crazy. That's kind of scary if you think about it. It's like you're putting your body out there like that, especially when when he has a match with Tetsuya Naito, it's probably always one of those ones you want to close your eyes to because you never know if somebody's going to break their neck or not. The last time they fought, those guys were out for three months apiece. And this Jeez. time, literally, they had a match. Oh, he had a match the next night. I was like, oh, shit. Um, but yeah, Coda earned my Golden Star of the Week. And shoot, he already had probably the best match of the year against Tetsuya Naito. I'm saying it. Beat that. <laughs> Jeff, who is your Golden Star of the Week? Uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Well deserved. Well earned. Raquel Gonzalez. Raquel just for that, just for that uh, match uh, that she did against uh, mm, Rhea Ripley, yeah, she absolutely deserves it. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I can I can agree with that one hundred percent. I really can. Um, but yeah, dude, there's still a lot of wrestling to watch right now. There's a ton of different things that could happen. It's still very early in the year. Also, wrestling fans just be prepared for any kind of like COVID-related stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it could happen. So, anything, anything exactly. can happen. So, um, follow follow us on social media. I'm on. Instagram and Twitter at Tony Lopez 76. I'm on TikTok at Big Tony Lopez. Um, I do post. I will more than likely retweet a lot of stuff too because I am very, uh, I'm opinionated. And if I see an opinion I like, I will retweet it. Um, follow Jeff on Twitter at ShadowWalker0620. Uh, and yeah, he's he's vocal on there too, especially when it comes to wrestling opinions. And also, and also know, anything but... related to the New Orleans Saints. Hey, hey, well, hey! True. I mean, I mean, you had a slime fast. You had a slime tastic weekend, didn't you? <laughs> stop! <laughs> just, just stop! All right. Well, my name is Tony Lopez, Signing and I'm out. Jeffrey Burtis.